0: We do thank you, Father, for your love, for your grace, for your mercy, for all that you've done for us, for all that you continue to do for us. Father, for sending us your very best gift, your one and only Son, that we might have life and that we might have it more abundantly. Father, I thank you that you are in our midst this morning. You said where two or three are gathered in my name, there I shall be in the midst of them. Father, we thank you now that ears shall be receptive to hear that word. Hearts shall be open to receive that which you would have brought forth. And most of all, we thank you for the anointing of the power of God that shall be manifested and shall be demonstrated in our midst this day. And we shall give you all the praise and all the glory and all the honor. In the matchless name of Jesus we pray. Amen and amen. Well, turn around. Tell somebody you're glad they're here. Well, good morning, guys. How are you this morning? Great. What kind of day is this? And what are we going to do?
1: Oh God,
0: we choose to rejoice and be what? Glad. Glad in it. Well, let's turn once again to Daniel eleven thirty-two. You know, as I began, um, doing, as we began doing these crusades and I, I knew that my part was in the morning and as I said, helping to people to learn how to have a relationship with God and to follow his plans. The Lord gave me this scripture. I've been reading it for the last 20 years, almost in every session. And you know, it's like whenever sometimes you read a, a scripture and all of a sudden you've read it over and over, but all of a sudden there's just something that comes alive in it that hadn't become alive before. And I tell you, as I read this, and of course the last part of the scripture, it's just, there's just something that just leaps inside of me, uh, giving me further instructions for the day that we are living in. As I said yesterday, Daniel was given a vision of The last days. Now, can you imagine, you know, way back when he was alive and God was giving him something that was going to happen years and years later? But you know, God will always prepare us for the future if we will just be sensitive to not question. Where he has us at the moment, Amen. but just flowing, and where he has you now, knowing that he is preparing you for the future Amen. you know i uh, I briefly told you yesterday about how that my husband working for my dad for those uh, six years, and I am quite sure that uh, my husband. Probably thought, why am I on earth? Why am I, you know, up on the roof, putting tar on the roof because it was leaking? Why am I helping to build this Sunday School Annex, which you know, I know nothing about. I don't even know how to nail a nail, but I'm I'm learning. I'm sure that he wondered why. Now, I will say kudos for him. He never complained to me. You know he never came on. Do you know what your dad told me to do today? No, he <laughs> never. <laughs> he never complained to me. And uh, actually, uh, when we went to work for um, my father, he—my uh, husband remembers this more than I do. But I'd always worked this way with my father because I, uh, you know, I'd been volunteering in the church ever since I was little. But uh, my husband tells it this way, when we walked in the door, uh, that my dad said, uh, listen, when we walk in this church door, uh, this is not my daughter or my son-in-law, you are employees. (laughs) And you have to learn, you know, to operate that way. And uh, we've worked with family all of our life, and we've operated that way. I never complained about his parents. He never complained about my parents. We walked in love, we realized, hey, we're their employees. Yeah. But anyway, that's beside the point. But anyway, um, but God, you know, but he didn't complain and, and yet he learned so much that God was preparing him for. Oh, y'all, y'all just I know what you're saying over there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, we'll get back to my subject. <laughs> See, I can I, I can interpret what they're talking about. <laughs> but anyway, God was preparing him for the future yes. that he did not even know he had.
1: Yes. Come on now, that's right. Yes, Lord. Yeah.
0: yeah. Amen. And if he had not followed that plan and not learned everything that he could possibly in that time, he would not have been prepared for what God had for the future. (laughs) I know one time um, they were... uh, Uh, Actually, it was the Sunday School Annex, and so we were uh, going to get carpet. And so there was a a sale on at this carpet place, and, um, and it was supposed to be half price. So my father said to my husband, he said, go and measure whatever the area that they were going to carpet. He said, go and measure it. So the first thing that my husband said, well you know, I mean, I know they're coming, they will measure. And so my dad said, yeah, but I want you to measure and I'm going to figure the yardage after you tell me, you know, the, the measurements. So, I mean, he did what he was told. So the man came, uh, for the carpet and I remember it's supposed to be half price. Okay. Came for the carpet, uh, and he did all the measurements, you know, and he came back and, and, uh, so they were choosing a carpet, and so uh, the guy said, now you're, you're going to need so many, such and such many yards and of the carpet. And so my dad said, now, are you sure? Oh, yeah, I measured. Well, the yardage that he gave my dad that we were going to need, that they were going to need was twice of what the yardage was, going to, was supposed to be. Yep. It really wasn't half price, Okay. And so my uh, dad said, "Uh, listen, um, you told me this was half price, but you're trying to sell me twice the amount of yardage that I need. So obviously this is not half price. And the man said, oh, 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 well, let me go measure again. (laughs) Now, my dad was a very hard-nosed man, when somebody tried to do that to him, he said, I would not buy carpet from you if you were the only person in this town that had carpet. My husband learned a lesson. And that man, as he left, said, you know what? You're the first preacher that has ever caught me at this. yeah you, yeah you know sometimes you've got to be wise in many areas. And I know that when I was um a senior in high school, I participated in a uh work program to where I went to school to uh, the first part of the day, and then I worked the, other, the last half of the day. And I worked at a newspaper office. Well, at that newspaper office, uh, that was back, oh my goodness, that was back when uh, you did uh, cut out, paste up, you know, you burnt these um, metal deals to do the press. I mean, it was oh, yeah. it was crazy. Yeah. It, you know, I feel like a walking history book sometimes. I just, sometimes with the students that are 18 years of age, I have to explain everything to them. Because they have no reference of what I'm trying to tell them. True. <laughs> but you know what? They're so anxious to learn. I am, I, I'm so thankful for that. And it just reminds me of when I would ask my grandmother... Granny, tell me about the olden days. <laughs> I think I'm in the olden days. But anyway. And uh, so I, um, I, you know, my thoughts, my immediate thoughts were, oh, man, why do I need to learn about all of this? I mean, I already know how to do the church bulletin. I do it all the time with the mimeograph machine. And so... That's all that you do in a church setting. That's what I thought. And back then, that's all you did do. You know, there was no social media. There was no, yeah, printing, nothing. But having a wise father who always told me, Lynette, whatever environment that you're in, learn all that you can about it because you never know when you might need that again. So I I took his words and heeded them and learned all I could, you know, about the printing business, not knowing that years and years later that I would be responsible for being in charge or at least helping to understand a communications department that was doing printing, that was even just to know the technology, even just to know the vocabulary, to understand that. And so it's so important to know that the path that you are going down is a path that God has planned But it's important to be patient. It's important to, as my father would say, learn all that you can because God has future plans for you that he is endeavoring to prepare you for. And so he said in Daniel eleven thirty two, and such as do wickedly against the covenant shall he corrupt by flatteries. But here's what I want to get to. But the people that do know what their know. know their God shall be what strong, strong and do what. Excellent. Woo! Yes. Are you ready to go on an adventure? Yes. Yeah, yes. Yes. yeah. I, I love to go on adventures. You know, I think about the fact when when. Uh, They discovered America. They didn't know where they were going or what was going to happen. It was an adventure. Mm -hmm. Well, I want to tell you what, being with God, you know, accepting Jesus as your Savior, he wants to take you on an adventure. But so many times people stop at just getting saved and receiving the Holy Spirit and it's like, okay, I'm finished now. And oh, no, 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 no. You're not. Your work has just begun. Yeah. Your assignments have just begun. Now, he said, when we and we read over in uh, Jeremiah 1.5, what did we read about in the Message Bible? Before I shaped you in the womb, what? I knew all about you. Yeah. Before you saw the light of day, I had holy plans for you. I had holy plans for you. It wasn't just for those in the ministry. Yeah, he had holy plans for you. He had holy plans for you. He had holy plans for each and every one of us. But it is up to us to listen to him, and to understand and to recognize the plans that he has for each and every one of us. And you know what? Those plans don't stop at a certain age. No. 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 Those plans continue on and on and on yes. through the 50s, through the 60s, through the 70s, yes. through the 80s, Amen. through the 90s. Amen. For however long that you are here on this earth, God has plans for you. Amen. God has assignments for you. Now... Let's turn to Jeremiah 29, 11. I want to read this in the New Living Translation. This is one of my favorite scriptures. It says, for I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. This is what I lean on all the time. They are plans for what? Good. Good, Good. And not what? Disaster. To give you a what? A future and uh, hope. Yes. Amen. God said, I know the plans I have for you. They are plans for good yes. and not disaster. Now, and we'll read the rest of it in a minute. But many times, you know, as I've endeavored to follow the plan that God had for my life, it looked like in some of the plans and in some of the situations, uh, they were disastrous. They were disastrous. So what do I do? I talk to God. And I say to him, God, listen. You said. You know, he said in his word to remind him of his word. Remind him of his promises. Remind him of those things. It is a two-way street with God. Just as you would talk to your spouse or just as you would talk to your friend or whoever, just as you would talk to your child, you can talk to God. And I will say to him, God, listen, I, as far as I know, I'm endeavoring to follow your plans. And you said your plans were for good and not disaster. Yes. But, Lord, it looks a little disastrous right now. But you see, I know that the word says that the enemy comes to kill, to steal, and what? To destroy. So first of all, I I say to God, now, you know, let me know if I'm not following your plans. But if I'm following your plans and things look disastrous, then I know that it is the enemy coming in to kill, to steal, and to destroy. So I'm going to get my stubborn on. Amen. Yeah. And he cannot kill. Yeah. He cannot yeah. steal. Yeah. He cannot yeah. destroy. Yeah. Jesus. Woo! Y'all are making me happy. Wow. Amen. <laughs> so his plans are for good and not What? This asterisk, verse 12, in those days, here's the key, when you pray, I will listen. In those days, when you pray, I will listen. If you look for me wholeheartedly, you will find me. Now, I like the message of that. It says, when you come looking for me, you will find me. Yes, when you get serious about finding me and want it more than anything else and want it more than anything else, do you want the plan that God has for you? Do you want it more than anything else? Do you yes. want to follow his plan yes. yeah. so many times you know we don 't i know my one of my aunts it wasn 't my aunt I was, but it was my other aunt and i don 't really know why her thoughts were this, but it was she did not want to it took her forever to receive the Holy Spirit. Now here was this is what she said. Well I'm afraid if I receive the Holy Spirit because I guess she thought well I'm closer to God when receiving the Holy Spirit that he'll call me to be a missionary and I don't want to be a missionary. <laughs> <laughs> and I understand that. I didn't want to be a missionary either. <laughs> in fact uh, in the denomination men they're very mission minded and we're very mission minded we but it was like every time that a missionary would come and minister, it 's like because I have a compassion and a heart for people, I would just start crying and crying and crying, and I 'm thinking, "Oh God, am I really called to be a missionary? You know And I will never forget one time, actually, uh, at Raymo Bible Church, we had a missionary, and this same feeling was coming, it 's like, "Oh God, yes, if you call me, I would, but oh God, please don't do that." <laughs> I like electricity anyway. <laughs> electricity. amen. And I will never forget this because, you know, God will answer you. He will answer your questions if you're listening very carefully. Yes. That is true. And so many times, we're not listening carefully all the time to hear his answers. Yeah. And at that moment... My husband, was, uh, was he came up after the missionary, and he said, now, he didn't even know my, my thoughts. I never had told him any of that. And uh, he said, you know, there's two kinds of people. He said, God, you can have a heart for missions, or you can have a call. And I thought, Lord, yes, that's it. You know, I have that heart for missions. But that call is not there. There's a difference. There's a difference. God answered my prayer. Yeah. Because it helped me to understand the thoughts that I were going through, the feelings I was going through, because I certainly have a heart for missions. But. Do you want to know his will? Do you want it more than anything else? Well, guess how you do it? You have got to talk to him. You've got to have a relationship with him. Now, let's turn over. Where do I want to go to? I want to turn over to Ephesians 2.10. And I'm going to read this in the New Living Translation. There it is. It says, "For we are God's masterpiece." Do you realize that you are God's masterpiece? Amen. Oh my goodness! When he, when you were formed, he looked back and said, "Wow, Amen. I did a good job. Amen. Amen. I did a good job." He has created us anew in Christ Jesus. Amen. So we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. So you can do the good things that God planned for you long ago. Amen. Now, I I have an imagination and and I'm just thinking about the fact, you know, so many times. Can you imagine that we're not really uh, we're resisting the plan that God has for us? And I can just imagine God said, ah, when are they going to get on the stick and, and, and get, you know, and, and get with my plan? Yeah. I'm sure that uh, he could become impatient. <laughs> and he has given us our own free will. Yeah. Yeah. So we can choose to follow it. amen, Or we can choose not to follow his plan. And you see, when you choose to not follow his plan, then uh, you're walking in your own grace instead of God's grace. Whatever he has for you to do, he will give you the grace. And he will give you the ability to do it. You know, my husband was talking about his story last night, and and he was talking about um, the bed that his cousin and sister um, slept in, and it was a couch that just flipped over, and, you know, like this. Well, I happened to think about the fact that he probably has even didn't even think about the fact that when we first came to work for Kenneth Hagan Ministries, we were traveling in crusades, and... It was me, my husband, and Craig, who was three years of age. And then, actually, our daughter Denise was born on the road when we were traveling. And we traveled in a 31-foot motor home. And that was what we lived in. That's what we lived in. Now, there were, uh, in the back, there were two. It was like a bed over here and a bed over here. It's just really like a... Bunk, really. And so our uh, so Craig slept in this, and actually, when Denise was born, we actually put a crib over here uh, instead of that bed. Now we slept in the living room. Guess what? That couch just did like this. Just exactly like he was describing. And to make it down every every day and because then we had to flip it back up because that's where uh, the kitchen was and where we ate. Now, uh, it was just a double bed. And I'm thinking, my Lord, how did we even survive in that? Because now we have a king-size bed, and Amen. yeah, sometimes you even get in the way in the king-size bed, you know? Amen. <laughs> and I'm thinking, how did... You know, how was it? How, But you know what? Because we were following the will of God. Honestly, our kids still talk about it. It was the happiest times of our life. It was such a wonderful time. The kids got to uh, to see the, actually, the United States of America. We went all over the United States. They, uh, you know, every place we went, they would go to the amusement parks or, or whatever. It was a wonderful time. And it was not like complaining, well, can you believe this? You know, can you imagine, I mean, now being confined to eight feet this way and, 31 feet, that's where you lived. But it was an awesome time. We were following the plan of God. We were in His will, and because we were in His will, God's grace was always there. God's grace was always there. So, when you walk in His will, I want to tell you what, the grace is always there. Now, and you know what, what was so interesting is that That was when, and then uh, in 70, so we started in 72. So now this is 74, January 74, and that's when uh, Brother Hagen came into the the motor home and said, hey, April's going to be your last crusade, and then, you know, gave his instructions as Terima started. The moment... The grace lifted for that time because God now has had a different season for us. It was like, oh man, I can't, I just can't take this. I can't take this, you know, because the grace had lifted for that. Now it's another season. Was that season easy? Absolutely not. But because we were walking in the divine will of God, he gave us the grace for it. He gave us the grace for it. So now let's turn over to Romans 12. Romans 12. Once again, I'm going to read this in the New Living Translation. Starting with verse 1. And so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you. Let them be a holy... Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. You know, we must allow. We must, first of all, be submitted to God. Okay, God, however you want to use me, I'm going to submit. You will find out how submitted you are, just as I found out how submitted I was when I, all of my life, you know, we, we had altars, we'd go to the altar, every service and you know I would say God you know I want to do your will I want to do your will whatever you want God whatever you want and I truly if you would ask have asked me did you really mean that I did I loved God with all my heart he was my best friend and I truly thought I meant that until he asked me to go where I didn't want to go (laughs) To do what I didn't want to do and to be what I didn't want to be.
1: Right. Wow.
0: (laughs) You understand. (laughs) Wow. Wow. And then you, you know, I say it sometimes this way most of the time, God doesn't ask you to do what you want to do. Be what you want to be or go where you want to go because guess what? Then, you know, you rely on yourself and not on God. And the word says the just shall live by what? By faith. By faith. And I really found out, seriously, it's so important to not to rationalize yourself but to be honest with yourself. Mm -hmm. Because then God can work with you and teach you and help you. And it was at that point that I, you know, I realized, okay, God, I'm going to submit all to you. I never wanted to leave Texas. I was born and raised in Texas And it is true. When you see the sign that says proud to be a Texan, it is all true, guys. It's true. There's something about a Texan. I mean, uh, yeah. They instill it into you at a young age. I didn't care anything about history, but guess what? I know all of Texas history. I know all of Texas geography because they just kept on drilling in it to you. To you are proud of Texas. <laughs> <laughs> the same way that we should be about the Word of God. Yeah. Woo, this is good. Yeah. We should, should be so instilled in us yeah. that we are proud to be a Christian yeah. and we are proud to do what God asks us to do boy, you guys are just making me preach. (laughs) Amen. Amen. Yeah. But I will tell you, when you commit and when you submit to him and say, okay, God, I'll go where you want me to go. I'll say what you want me to say. I'll do what you want me to do. I'll be what you want me to be. I'll tell you what, there's so much peace in that. There is. There is so much peace in that because you see now you're not relying on your ability, but you are relying on God's ability. And guess what? When things don't look too good, hey, you can put it back on him. God, this is what you said. This seems like a mess. So God, what are you going to do about it? Right. Really? I'm serious. It's okay. Did you, have you ever read David's prayers?
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh, my goodness. You know, when you read the first part of those prayers, it's, oh, my goodness, I can't believe he's saying that to God. And yet, you know what? As he poured out his heart, what did it end up? Oh, God, you are my refuge. You are my strength. You are my help. I look to you. Yes. I mean, this is the way I think about it. He knows your thoughts anyway, so you might as well just tell him. It is sad, but he knows your thoughts. So it's okay to express them to him. And guess what? When you express them to him, he always has the answer and he'll talk back to you. He will talk back to you. Now, uh, where do I want to go now? I want to go to uh, Psalm thirty seven twenty three. This is one of my favorite scriptures. I, yes. <coughs> as a teenager, and all my life, I've read these scriptures once again in the New Living Translation. If you don't have this underlined, you need it underlined or highlighted or whatever it says the lord directs the steps of the godly he delights in every detail of their lives he delights in every detail of their lives though they stumble they will never fall for the lord holds them by the hand Every detail of your life, God's interested in it. Amen. So many times we just think that God is interested in our spiritual life. No, no. He's interested in every part of your life. He wants to help you in every Detail of your life. But the problem is that we don't ask him. Do you realize that God follows his rules? What did he say? Ask and what? And ye shall receive that what your joy may be full. But what happens is this. We go along, and we try to, we're independent, so we try to do everything ourselves until there comes a time that it's beyond our control. And then what do we do? I mean, I've done this. I've heard people do this. Well, I tried everything I could, and I, then I just had to pray about it. Uh-huh. Have you been there, done that? Of course, we all have. But I don't, you know, when I learn something, I don't repeat my, must- I try not to repeat my mistakes. So now, I just ask God about everything. I just ask him about everything. I know that when I was, uh, well, I still do, but uh, when I was really intensely decorating uh, and buying furniture and stuff for uh, the offices And we were on deadlines because we were going to have dedication service. And I couldn't find what I wanted uh, because things were more limited in Tulsa than they are in Dallas. I reminded God of that. God, you put me in a place to where I can't find what I need. And so, I mean, I searched and I searched for this one particular office because... The wallpaper I had chosen didn't give me as many options as, as I should have had in that office for colors, and I looked and I looked and I looked. I went to every place in Tulsa. I couldn't find it. Now deadlines are here. I mean, it's just a week before dedication. I have got to get this office furniture furnished. So what did I do? Done everything in the natural? What did I do? God, pray. I pray. God, you're gonna to have to help me. I can't find it. So, of course, God, in His mercy, you know, I'm sure He thought, well, you should have asked me first. <laughs> exactly. But you didn't. So now let me help you. God is my witness. I went back to the same places that I had been, and I don't know whether it was hidden. I don't know whether it came. I don't know whatever. But guess what? I found everything that I needed. Amen. From that moment on, I pray about everything before I go.
1: Amen. Amen. That's good. Yeah. That's yeah. right.
0: You're raising your children, especially when they become teenagers. You know, you you think, "Oh, if I just get through this baby stage, oh my goodness, wait till you become teenagers." It's worse than the baby stage. God, give me the right words to say to my kids, yeah, that they will respond. In the right ways. Amen. Amen. I always ask for, I, I would say to God, God, you know, if you want to use me in this situation with my kids, then you open the door. Yes.
1: Yes. Yes.
0: Yes. You open the door. amen.
1: Yes.
0: Yes. And God, once you open the door, you give me the words to say. And usually I was, I mean, God usually used me, but and it was like unusual times. You see, you have to be in connection with the Lord at all times. Usually with Craig, it was when I was cooking, you know. Men love food, and so... (laughs) And usually, when I was kitchen, he would. I was eat. I was cooking. He would come into the kitchen and actually sprawl out on the counter and uh, waiting for me to finish cooking. So he could eat. So he could eat. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And at that moment, he would open up. And at that moment, during cooking, you know what you can do more than one thing at a time during cooking. I'm praying, God. Okay. You know, let me say this with grace yeah. Yeah. in a way yeah. that it will be received.
1: Yes, that's
0: good. Because teenagers can be rebellious. Rebeal, be rebellious. Yeah. And, uh, and God will always do that. You know, God is on his throne just waiting for you to ask. Yeah just waiting for you to ask, can you get a visual picture of that? He's on his throne and he's saying, oh, if they would just ask me, I could give them the answer. But he's saying, I've set these rules down. So they've got to ask. They've got to ask. So God wants to be involved in every detail of your life. Now, let's go to, to Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. And this is another one of my scriptures that, and I, once again, I'm gonna read this in the first in the New Living Translation. It's one of those scriptures that I've lived my life by. Actually, I lived my life by three scriptures. And that is the Psalm thirty seven twenty three, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, and Philippians 4, 13, I can do all things through Christ Amen. who strengtheneth me. Now, in Proverbs 3, 5, starting, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Amen. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart, not just part of your heart, but all of your heart. Do you realize that every day we trust things in the natural? When you <coughs> excuse me, when you came into this building and you were going to a chair to sit down? I didn't see any of you. Well, I actually I wasn't in here, but I know that you didn't do this. I'm sure you didn't go. Oh, I wonder if this chair's gonna hold me up. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I better not sit in this chair. It might not hold me up. I might fall to the ground. No? That never entered any of your thoughts, I'm sure. Amen. What'd you do? You just plop down. Trusting, trusting it. That it's gonna hold you up. For those of you that drove your car, driving that car, and all of a sudden, you know, a car slowed down in front of you or you came to a signal light, you did not probably think, you know, are my brakes gonna work? Right. What'd you do? You trusted your car, yeah. you put it on your brake, and it worked not even thinking about it, or when you got in your car, you trusted your car that when you started it, it was going to start, right? So we have the ability to trust, good. Uh, yes, yes. but how many of us trust in the Lord right. with all of our heart? Do you really trust that when you pray, God is going to answer your prayer? Yes. Yes.
1: Yes.
0: Yeah. It's important that as we pray, as we bring our request to Him, that we trust Him that He's going to answer it. Amen. Yes. That's true. Thank you. Jesus. But so many times we don't. It says, Do not depend upon your own understanding, seek His will in all you do and he will show you which path to take. Seek his will in all you do, and he will show you which path to take. Now, I want to read that in the um, Passion. In the Passion Bible, it says, Trust in the Lord completely, and do not rely on your own opinions. With all your heart rely on him to guide you. And this is what I like. And he will lead you in every decision you make. Amen. And he will lead you in every decision you make. Become intimate with him in whatever you do and he will lead you wherever you go. Don't think for a moment that you know it all. That's I want to concentrate on He'll lead you in every decision you make. How many decisions do we make every day that we don't ask God? You decide to buy a car. Do you ask God where to lead you? Where to guide you? And first of all, choosing the right car. Choosing a car that won't cause you a lot of trouble. That's right. That's right. That you'll have a lot of expense. Uh-huh. Choosing you, I mean, asking to tell you where that, I man nowadays, where that car will be because there's very few cars in a lot of areas. Yeah, true. God, direct me to the right place. Yeah. And thirdly, God, I need a good deal. So I want the best price. We just, at the ministry, in fact, Cameron went to get it yesterday. We needed a a new uh, vehicle as a VIP car. You'll like this one. And... uh, so, uh, we needed, uh, um, a, a little bit bigger one than what we had and we needed, uh, I wanted all wheel drive and there was just things on that car that I needed and there were, and I didn't like the prices. Our first of all, there were, you know, you, uh, you couldn't even find it in our area. So I said, God, you know, you, you're going to have to lead us to the right place that will Give us what we need at the right price. So, guess what? Then, you know, you have a part in it. So, I went on the internet. All of a sudden, here was this place that I had what we needed, looked like the right price. Guess what? This particular dealership with the car that we were getting, it was up in uh, Kansas, but this particular dealership for this particular car, it had the largest inventory of any uh, dealer in the United States of America. Yeah. Whereas there were no, uh, hardly any cars, maybe two in other dealerships. This one in the car that we wanted, they had 37 cars. You don't find 37 cars. (laughs) And they didn't add price to it simply because it was hard to get cars. Woo! Yeah. God will help you in every decision that you make. But once again, you got to ask him, Lord, lead me, guide me, direct me. Show me what I need to do you, to find the right thing. You know, he, he didn't just say to me, thus saith the Lord, Lynette, yeah. go to Kansas, and then na, 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 na. Yeah. You've got to listen, yes. and then he will direct you. Same way with a house. Same way with a job. Just because that, you know, you have an offer for another job that pays more money than what you're main ma- making now does not mean that that is the will of God.
1: Amen. That is true. And yep.
0: in every, in every job, in every position that God led us to, as we begin our life, every position, when we went from one, the one position as an associate pastor here to another one, to another one, every position that we went to, knowing that it was the will of God, our income was cut in half. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Been there, done that. <laughs> wow. <laughs> And, you know, I, I don't say that. Uh, I don't mean anything by that. Yeah. But if we were going by wow. what was the will of God by our income, we would never be where we are now, where God has blessed us abundantly because we were willing to do whatever He called us to do. Amen. Amen. That's so good. Amen. Whew. You guys, y'all are just pulling it out. Good. Amen. To God. And so it's so important. It is so important to trust, trust. in the Lord. Don't rely on your own opinions. Amen. As it says, become intimate with him and whatever you do, and he will lead you wherever yes. you go. Yes. Amen. And then you don't yes. make mistakes. I don't like to make mistakes, but you don't make mistakes. Now, I want to go over to Philippians 4.4, 4, and I'm going to read this in the Passion. Philippians 4.4, 4, and then we're going to pray. It says, be cheerful with joyous celebration in every season of life whatever season of life that you are in enjoy it it. be cheerful yeah every season uh, is different it's really interesting because In the season that I'm in, now the young people are asking me, well, you know, what do you do in that season? Or, you know, and it's like, okay, you know, I will tell you, but listen, I love this season. And, you know, they say, well, now, what season did you enjoy the most? (laughs) Absolutely all of them because I'm walking in the will of God. I'm doing yes. what he wants me to do. And I can enjoy every season because I know that he will give me the ability, that he will oh, give me the yeah. strength. He will give me everything yes. that I need to walk through this season. That's, right.
1: Amen. That's the truth. That's right. Everything I need. Everything Amen. I
0: need yes. <laughs> and he says, be cheerful with joy, celebration every season. of Let joy... Overflow, for you are united with the anointed one. Yes. Yes. Let gentleness be seen in every relationship, for our Lord is ever near. Don't be pulled in different directions or worried about a thing. That's the problem. In seasons of life, you're worried about everything. Yeah. 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 Come on. He said, don't be worried about it. You see, if you're trusting in God, you don't have to be worried about it because he is leading you. He is guiding you. He is directing you. Don't be pulled in different directions or worried about a thing. Be Here's the key. Be saturated in prayer throughout each day offering your faithful request before God with overflowing gratitude, tell him every detail of your life. Woo, isn't this good? Then God's wonderful peace that transcends human understanding will make the answers known to you Woo, through Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Let's stand up. We need to pray. You need to connect with your father. You need to tell him your request. Yes. Oh, man passei, gabanchi ele briga and ele gibadan sholabracoto sola branda shele briga Oh, ge passei, and ele sola briga kapashe. and anto sola Oh, Father, bringing your request, bringing our request to you, bringing our request to you, Father. Oh, my Pasala, Elianta. Oh, hallelujah. We just praise you. We just That's praise the
1: you. Lord. Hallelujah.
0: Oh, my hallelujah. soul. And all oh,
1: that is within me.
0: He's working it out right now.
1: I'm gonna rejoice, I'm gonna rejoice, I'm gonna rejoice, hey, I'm gonna rejoice, I'm gonna rejoice, gonna rejoice, hey. I'm gonna rejoice, I'm gonna rejoice, I'm gonna rejoice.
0: is boring oh my goodness we get our exercise in church we get our joy in church we get our comfort in church we get our peace in church hallelujah hallelujah he's doing it right now that's right hallelujah you may be seated you may be seated so when the devil's, he'll scream in your ear right just as you're leaving And you say, hey, devil, God is doing it right now. God is doing it right now. So if you don't remember anything else, remember, get your stubborn on against the enemy. Get your stubborn on against the enemy. Hallelujah. And you know, whatever you need, the Lord brought this scripture to me. Uh, Whatever, you in prayer, whatever you need, Whatever answer that you need to uh, direct you, to counsel you, to whatever, God will give it to you. You know, we all, I guess, value um, different things. The thing that I value more than anything else because I know uh, to hear from God, I have to be in peace. You know, when you're turmoil, you, it's hard to hear. That's right. I value peace that I, you know, I don't want anything in my home or anybody in my home that's not operating in peace.
1: Yeah.
0: And everywhere in work, everywhere, I have to have peace. Now, one time I am frustrated. This is a work thing. I am frustrated at people. You know, ministry would be great if it wasn't for the people. <laughs> <laughs> and especially sometimes employees, staff. It's even worse. I was totally frustrated. And when, I was fr- when I'm frustrated, or I'm out of peace. And so I said, God, when is it ever? going to be peaceful around here so I can just operate in peace and you know sometimes you don't like God's answers he said never he said never as long as there are people there's going to be problems I mean I am like God but I can't operate like this once again you got to be honest with God but God I can't operate like this I cannot hear from you when I'm out of peace and he said, you don't have to be out of peace. Your surroundings may be out of peace, but you don't have to be out of peace. And so I said, okay, God, give me a scripture. He sent me to John 16, 33. I'm going to read this in the amplified because he amplified it just as my thoughts were in this. He said, I've told you these things so that here's the key in me, you may have perfect peace and confidence. In the, In the world you have tribulation and trials and distress and this is where I was he described it very accurately. And frustration. But be of good cheer, take courage, be confident, certain, undaunted for I have overcome the world and this is what I like. I have deprived it of power to harm you woo, and have conquered it for you. Woo. Hey. Hallelujah! hallelujah. Yes. and so from that moment on when there's frustration especially with being out of peace with people I said you know what in him I do have peace yes. and he has conquered it for me yes. he has conquered it for me so thought you might need that scripture sometimes well it is offering time today is Rayma day hallelujah, yes. Woo. hallelujah. it's a